regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features. A Hi. Hi. No, no, you can't do that. Welcome. That's not how you introduce anything. Hi. <laughs> Welcome, really big to regular features. Yucks, mm, ever so tall. And we're so little and we're full of features for you. <laughs> How's that, Steve? Do you like the start of that? He's not talking. Uh, no, my, in- my, in- my internet cut out. Oh, so um, no. whatever you just did, I didn't hear. Oh, well, it was really sexy, Steve. You're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> all, you know, all you need to know is that we're really small and full of features. Steve, what do you got for the big people coming in? Well, I'm incredibly tiny, and I've made some friends who are about the same size of me. (laughs) The big people like to call wasps. And they're my best friends now. And I'm going to tell you all about them. John Logblythe. Yes, I was waiting to be named before I spoke. I forgot I was hosting. How little are you, and how big are your ambitions for this episode of Regular Features? I'm minuscule. And you are stood on one step above me, and I'm hugging you, and I'm burying my face into your thighs. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. It's reassuring. I know you could pick me up and throw me over your shoulder, and I'm secretly hoping you will. My feature tonight is that I wish to do the opposite. I wish to have you on my back and traverse the kingdom of Hyrule. <laughs> Look, spot spot check, seeing if you picked up anything from my previous feature. Yeah? Can you... On the spot, spell minuscule. Oh my god! Oh, M I. It's it's M I N U S C U L E. I got it wrong, you didn't I? It up. Yes, it's minuscule. Very good. I remember that because I remember saying I was minuscule for not knowing that. <laughs> That's how you remember what what minuscule is spelt like. I still won that spelling bee. Only because you got three points for fucking hors d'oeuvres at the end, which I'm still angry about as well. Someone saw. Yes, me. Why can't you just lose and shut up forever? Because you were sore before and it was delicious to me. No, I really entirely hated it when I was losing. (laughs) Fucking kill you all. And anyway, I'm the size of a flea and I'm stuck in poison. Bye. (laughs) Was that too messy? Do we need to do another? Um, yeah, I might I might consciously try and step back from active conversation if it feels like I'm dropping out of the Can we can we test your delay? If I say I'd rather have a bowl of, and then you say Cocoa Pops, mm-hmm. we'll see okay. what timing you've got. Okay. This is the best possible way to do it. There you go. I, I, I learned this from Russell Brand 15 years ago. I'd rather have a bowl of Cocoa Pops. Oh, you're not Perfect. bad at all. Really? Yeah, you're really that's close. 4G, mate. That's, that's 4G did that. Good on them. Now do it to me. No, I'll do it to you. Okay. I'd rather have a bowl of cocoa pops. Bit more of a pause there. Oh. What? Okay. Now I'm gonna do it to Joe. I'd rather have a bowl of snap crackle and pop. Dickhead, you ruined <laughs> it. I was doing an experiment now, and you've spoiled it. All right, do it again. Do it again. I'd rather have a bowl of 
Cocoa Pops. Did you jump the gun? Did, did, did you deliberately say it? He deliberately early? tried to do it. I didn't. It. Yeah, yeah. That felt exactly right to me. You were you know, am I faster than real life? You're only <laughs> cheating yourself. I'm not cheating. Jump the gun. Okay, do me again. No, no, why is no one doing me? Log, I you do be, me. I want to get done. Oh, oh, I'll do you, yeah, okay. I'd rather have Cocoa a bowl of... Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Was that You're synced everywhere. up? Did that sound perfect? Absolutely not. <laughs> You're all over the timeline. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. Would you like a bowl of Cocoa Pops? <laughs> no, I'm hungry for a bowl of Cocoa Pops now. Um, Joe, yeah, I know hi. that your feature is about um your flat being full of poison yes um so i don't want to but it, it is sort of the pressing issue of the day mm-hmm. i don't want to jump the gun too much by asking you too many questions about it right now that's fine um, well what i was going to say is my my feature is actually checking uh intermittently throughout the podcast whether i am yet dead okay. so if so we could we could kick off with a big chat about poison then we could do the first check on whether i'm dead Someone's feature, second check on whether I'm mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. Someone's feature, third nice. check whether I'm dead. I love a Does club feature. Yeah. It's always good to check in to see if you are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if Bruce Willis no one... had done it in Sixth Sense, he would have saved us all 110 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> we would have just seen a ghost in a big coat walking around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just walked through a wall. That would have really given it away. That's a good <laughs> point. Why didn't he just walk through a wall? Yeah. He could have. <sighs> Do you reckon? As soon as he found out he was dead, he went. Right, Fuck walls. Going through what I like. this wall. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I've been driving around in a car this entire fucking time, and I could have been having a wank. Exactly. Anywhere as well. And yeah. the, only, the only people who can see me wank is that kid who won't leave me alone. <laughs> uh, hello. I used to come around here looking for features. I haven't seen you in a while. Well, it's because I had my fill of features, but I've run out. Do not have any regular features? Well, I just listen to this. Thank you. So, yeah, as... as <laughs> <laughs> As we, I don't know what we've said so far. Probably in the intro, we've res- referenced the fact that I am, in fact, sitting in poison. Um, because sitting, it, you must be surrounded by it. I'm surrounded. I'm sitting on it, in it, and below it. There's so much poison in my house. I can still, I can genuinely still smell. And let me put it in. Uh, you know, uh, commercial terms. I could still smell the home flea bomb that we set off in our house today. Um, basically, uh, what is a flea bomb? It's well, it's basically a firework full of poison, which is cool as fuck. Um, to explain, right? So, uh, my girlfriend got, we think, bitten <laughs> by some fleas, but okay. we think. That they live in our garden because we've got astroturf, and apparently fleas live in astroturf. I found out. Um, well, they, they they evolved alongside it, I believe. Yeah, they, they're very late bloomers <laughs> in the evolution world. They only came around in sort of the 60s, 70s era. Um, uh, but just to be safe, we thought, aside from drowning all the fleas on the AstroTurf, which is apparently what you do, you just pour buckets and buckets of water on your AstroTurf until the fleas drown. 
um, like a sort of Noah event for the fleas. <laughs> um, we thought, you know what? We'll go to Chingford and buy flea bombs. So we did that. Jesus. And... Uh, it's a phrase we all have to say at one point in our lives. I know it's it's there's yeah, there's, there's Hatton Garden for jewels. There's the Columbia Road Flower Market, and there's the Chingford Flea Bomb Quarter. <laughs> um, so yeah, we bought a bunch of flea bombs, um, set them off, and what you do is you unscrew a top. There's a wick. I shit you not. You just light the wick. It starts firing smoke out the top into your face the first time you've ever used. Immediately. <laughs> the first time I've ever used a flea bomb, it doesn't tell you. Don't point the wick at your face because it will shoot poison gas into your face. <laughs> like you're Batman and it's the Joker. But I'm Batman and the flea bomb I'm also the Joker. I'm Batman and the Joker. I'm discovering a flea bomb and setting it off into my own face. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you light it, then you put it on a plate so that it doesn't burn your house down, and then you just leave yeah, for like two and a half like hours. A fucking plate will stop your house from burning down. Apparently a plate is fine. It's just um, enough, okay. And look, I came back two and a half hours later and I've got a house. Full of poison. Because um, it <laughs> if does. If you run your finger across your desk, does it leave a poison-free trail? And then if imagine you dab, I, your, fin- if you dab was... your tongue onto your finger, do you die immediately? <laughs> imagine I was doing that and I just came back and I had a stump. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> um, but yeah, I like what I've noticed is it does say, you know, the p- leave it for two hours, then come home, ventilate for half an hour, then you're fine to use the room. That's why I'm in my very poorly ventilated uh, second bedroom where I always record. It stinks. Um, <laughs> and I'm really worried. I'm just swimming about in poison. So what I thought I'd do, because I know you'd both be worried about me, is my feature this week is just me running you through how I'm feeling uh, intermittently throughout the podcast um, to, just to tell you whether I've died. So um, in this section of the podcast, I can confirm I'm fine. No no poison effects that I can understand. The room does smell like someone swirled candy floss onto the end of a lit cigar. And I have gone completely bright red. And <laughs> I've started leaking a blue-gray fluid from my legs that couldn't come off in the shower. And I probably should be able to see and not have images of hell racing through my mind's eye. And <laughs> for sure, part one. I love it. Sh- <laughs> for sure, for sure. I really hope the fact that I can hear a gale force wind roaring past my ears, despite the fact that it's an entirely still evening, will go away. And I can't wait for the taste of a bottom of a pub table to leave my mouth and none of my toes can move. But I am absolutely sure that all of this comes down to my incredibly unhealthy lifestyle. Not. Twisting invisible snakes of poison gas, homing in on my nostrils and ear holes and tear ducts like fumes from a cartoon pie. Except the pie is made of whatever Ivan Ooze was made of. And I ate a bit of fried chicken yesterday, so that's probably it. Stink, colour, blue fluid, blindness, hell images, false gales, table taste, freeze toes. That's down to good old fat. Look, just to prove it, I'm just going to check my pulse. Listening for the podcast. There we go. One heartbeat. One heartbeat. I'm fine. On with the podcast. Here we go. 
That's as many as you need. <laughs> Just one more feature. Give it to me. Delicious ice cream. God, I'm sorry, you recording? From Italy. features. Well, Joe, uh, I know we joke a lot about uh, our feature synchronicity, mm. um, and often I ascribe that to, you know, we talk to one another a lot, even sometimes outside of the podcast, and we yep. hang out, we have shared interests and shared influences, and that's the, these are the reasons why occasionally we'll have the exact same joke or topic, but hey, I cannot explain why. I have an infestation in my flat. Shut up. Now that's now what? you cannot say that that is not that that is a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a coincidence. But wow, what a coincidence it is! <laughs> I've got moths, Joe. You've got moths. Moths. They're not fleas. But what are moths if not the fleas of butterflies? Can you <laughs> the, the fleas of jumpers? <laughs> can you get can you get specialized bombs for moths? Well, yes, you can. Uh, you okay. Grenades, I think. Because uh, <laughs> they move um, so quickly. Yeah. We had moths in the last place we lived, and they they were a real scur- scourge. How do you pronounce that? Scourge? Scourge. Squarge. Squarge, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they destroyed our clothes, they destroy your carpets, they destroy anything that's made of that delicious thing that moths love called fabric. Mm. And there's no amount of moth bombs that you can set off that get rid of them. So we were at our wits. Our, we were at our wits. Witstable first. Our wits beginning because <laughs> this time our wit, we did not want to expend our wit on these moths. So mm-hmm. we went for a new solution straight away. And that solution was a box of wasps. Fuck <laughs> 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 the wasps. <laughs> Uh, that uh, the thing is, as you say, we, we do talk outside of outside of the podcast on occasion. Mm-hmm. So I knew that was coming, but I do have to say that just hearing a human voice say the solution was a box of wasps is <laughs> frightening. <laughs> it sounds unconventional, but mm. it is a a natural remedy for moths. There is mm-hmm. a um, a specific type of wasp that you can buy on the internet that hunts and eats moth eggs. It sounds like God, such an them? Instagram advert. It <laughs> sounds like such each a... one of them and fly away. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like such a hyper-specific Instagram advert that you've responded to. Like, you've been typing in kill moths into Instagram <laughs> over and over again just to see dead moths. And finally you got served the stories advert that was by this bullshit box of wasps yeah. that will no kill way. things for you. We, we finally got one. Some fucking <laughs> idiot's gonna buy a box of wasps off us. All we've been selling for months are like little lamps that are in the shape of other things, like this lamp that was in the shape of a book. And finally someone bought that fucking box of wasps we've been advertising. <laughs> I'm just, I'm consumed with curiosity. I want to know what happens when you take receipt of a box of wasps. Is there a label on it a picture of a wasp in a warning symbol is do you have to are they alive what happens if you open it do they just fly out and is, just 
find the moths automatically. Is the box visibly shaking with angry wasps when you receive it? <laughs> These are all questions that I had before the box of wasps showed up. How big is a box mm-hmm. of wasps? Uh, my boyfriend, Reese was especially interested in the box of wasps mm-hmm. because the moths had eaten a hole in one of his favourite jumpers. Oh, so well, this means for, war, he said. Get the wasps. <laughs> for his birthday, I bought I bought him, <laughs> I replaced his jumper for him, and got him a box of parasitic wasps. <laughs> <laughs> and That's on his birthday, so nice. Um, Norm Macdonald, the comedian, died. Yeah, and uh, I woke up earlier than Reese, and I woke him up, and I said. Birthday, happy birthday, love. Norm MacDonald's died. I got you a box of wasps. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, when you said Reese was particularly interested in the wasps, he didn't know about them until his birthday. No, he he brought the wasps, the idea of the wasps to me. He, okay, he right. researched and found out about the wasps. So for a birthday treat for him, I oh, bought so him you, a box you, of parasitic wasps. That's really How heavy many... hint dropping for birthdays, isn't it? Yeah. Just planting the seeds, there's just some wasps out there that I wouldn't say no to. I, how many wasps come in a box? I love like, what size is of the box? box? Yeah. Okay, so the box is about the size of a um, a grand book. piano. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is a grand piano. You have to open up the lid and play the wasps out. <laughs> Sorry, you said a book. Yeah, a book, like yeah. a paperback book. Um, and inside that box are 4,800 wasps. What? And the are wasps in... come what? in a little, in a piece of card about the size of a credit card, which you what? snap in half. You snap, snap it? You snap in half and then the fucking wasps happen. <laughs> like a flare. Yeah. <laughs> or like a flea bomb. Instead, instead of a wick, a wick, a wick, you snap the, this piece of card in half, and out out of the holes emerge these. They call them microscopic, but you can see them with your eyes. They're like tiny. They're like they're like well, flea sized, I guess. And they oh. emerge from the from the card, and then they you put the you put it in your wardrobe, and these microscopic wasps find moth eggs. They parasiticize their wasp eggs with their own eggs mm-hmm. until the wasp, the moth eggs burst open with fresh wasps hungry for more moth eggs. Oh, and the cycle Jesus. continues, and um, by the end of things, presumably everything's fine. Uh, you've got millions of wasps with no moths to eat, so they just get their little hankies on their bindles and wave you good, a sad goodbye. Exactly. I think and, and they the Incredible Hulk music plays. Eat you and your neighbours. <laughs> like, there's no <laughs> way those wasps are going without a fight. Do they get yeah. bigger? Oh yeah, they grow to the size of about uh, a micro machine. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say tennis ball, but micro machine is like that. They come with a little letter. Um, explaining how it works. Say, please look their... after us. We are your wasps. They, and, and all of them have signed it <laughs> with a little paw print because they've got paws. Dear wasp paws. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> well, we are at risk of um, of painting wasps in a positive light on mm-hmm. this podcast, which we can't and do on uh, on the regular features Discord, the patron exclusive Discord. I was accused of. Um, being sympathetic to wasps. Not only that, That's buying them and taking charge of many thousands of wasps. Right. Because we we also have 
a whole section called Slagging Off Wasps, part of which included a whole section about butterflies being released on a Finnish island that I posted, which were filled with parasitic, two types of parasitic wasps. Mm -hmm. So it all comes around. I'd love to see two parasitic wasps parasitize each other in a deadly 69. (laughs) (laughs) Inside a a wandering butterfly. (laughs) Uh, Here's what the letter said. Um, Dear valued customer, thank you for your recent purchase of Box of Wasps. We hope you are happy with every last wasp. Here are your instructions for your new wasp friends. Step one, place wasps in the affected room. Step two, cook a big breakfast to create the breakfast smell that awakens baby wasps. Once the baby wasps smell the breakfast, they will emerge from their wasp cocoons in search of portobello mushrooms, their natural prey in the wild. Step two, stand in the doorway of the room and say, No! No breakfast for the wasps until you murder every last moth in the... Wasps until you murder murder every last moth in the wardrobe. Any moths and wasps? I don't understand. Very that. similar words. <laughs> your, your letter's very Wasp, confusingly moth, written. <laughs> then slam the door shut so they know you're not messing around. <laughs> Step three: the wasps will nominate one wasp to come and ask you if it's okay. If they just have one end of a breakfast sausage for energy so they can go off and get the moths. This is a classic wasp trick. It is very important that you tell this ambassador wasp, no, they may not have any breakfast and that they should be grateful. You don't squish them where they bloody well stand. Step four. Now that the wasps know what the deal is, they will set about their duties, spitting their filthy wasp slime into unassuming moth eggs so that the moth eggs burst open like a bunch of fucking unborn idiots. (laughs) Step five. Now Now that your home is free of moths and absolutely teeming with hungry wasps, this is where our story ends. We cannot help you further. Please do not contact us, especially not about wasps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i i i've set them off the wasps loose now they're they're in my flat there's thousands of them buzzing around breeding how do you know you're not breathing them in constantly? i was gonna say do you think you could taste them i think so like the the air in the in the flat's got a very mm, waspy mm, waspy <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh this tastes just like Abdomen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The readers on the Discord did suspect that my pro-wasp agenda that I've suddenly uh, taken on is, in fact, the result of perhaps wasps having taken control of me. Did you get stabbed? And uh, replaced me. And um, perhaps I am not, Steve, but I am uh, a husk filled with wasps. Mm-hmm. Like a like a marionette controlled by wasp kind, and sent out to um to boost the profile of wasps all around the world. Obviously, I'm not, but it did get me to thinking. Like, if I was a wasp, if I was, <laughs> if I was all made of wasps, would I even would I even know it? It'd be oh. like a Blade Runner style situation. Maybe mm-hmm. I am made of wasps, and. They just replaced my memories perfectly. Try blowing your nose and seeing if wasps come out. <laughs> then I'd know. But then, I, are you guys aware of the Grace Kelly challenge? No. I watch a lot of TikTok. 
I watch a lot of TikTok now. Because I'm full of wasps, I watch nothing but TikTok, which is the wasp's preferred social media channel. There is a, what's called a Grace Kelly challenge, in which you Mm -hmm. sing all five harmonies of Grace Kelly all by yourself. And if I was made of wasps, could a wasp bloody do this? I could be wasps, I could be wasps, I could be made out of wasps, I could be wasps, I could be wasps, I could be made out of wasps, I could be wasps, I could be wasps, I could be made out of wasps, I could be wasps, I could be wasps, I could be made out of wasps, I could be wasps, I could be wasps, I could be made out of wasps, I could be wasps, I could be wasps, I could be made out of wasps, I could be wasps, I could be wasps, I could be made out of wasps, I could be wasps, I could be wasps. That was fucking beautiful. Could a wasp do that, readers? I don't think so. I think 4,200 wasps could Exactly. And one wasp do couldn't do that. No. They could do it in one take. <laughs> You're a wasp, Steve. <laughs> yeah, it took me six takes to do that because I'm one what man. What? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. Edit that out. I was editing this. Or oh, I'll sting your bloody little eyelids off. <laughs> Fucking six foot wasp. <laughs> Oh, that was right. Uh, Joe, how are you doing over there? Has the uh, the poison? How's that going? Not dead yet, chaps. Uh, that said, you will have noticed during uh, Steve's feature that I formed, and this is actually a big coincidence based on what you were talking about, I formed a sort of a cocoon uh, that, that looks like it's you made. stop having synchronicity? I know. Um, I, honestly, I, I, I'd be more... I'd enjoy it more if I wasn't so frightened about it because it, it does look like it's made of that sort of hardening foam that builders use. Oh, yeah. uh, luckily, I managed to pull my mic inside just as it enclosed around me, so I'm still entirely able to podcast as long as I remain alive. But to be quite honest, I'm a little bit worried about if all this poison in the room has had an effect. Because So take the cocoon, for example. Sound fine. Well, I sound fine, but the cocoon, the, just as Steve started doing those harmonies, all of this... F- Foam just sprayed out of my ass and just ricocheted (laughs) off the back of my jeans. And it sort of arced over me like a surfer's wave, um, creating the... to do that. I know, but... During during my harmony. I'm sure you could (laughs) remove it in post. Um, But essentially it created this sort of insectile egg that I'm now trapped in. Hmm. Actually, now that I think about it, I've just realised, you know, earlier when I went completely bright red like Dave Grohl in the Tenacious D video and I sicked up all the green worms. That was right after you said that the podcast was the same every week. That's a bit of a coincidence, isn't it? Like both bits of podcast. And actually, when we played the first jingle, 
That's when I let out that scream that sounded like a violin got fucked. <laughs> is there a... No, I'm just putting this out. Is there a chance that it's not the thick airborne poison I'm subjecting myself to to record this that's causing all of the symptoms, but it is in fact the very podcast we're recording? Is regular features poisonous? There's only one way to find out. Let's do more features. Well, because <laughs> I just I've got more I've got more. I'm just thinking on this on the fly because it would explain a lot. Because look in your background, Chloe's face. When did we see that for the first time? Regular features. Mm-hmm. What about when Steve's dog died? It was Twickenham for me. <laughs> I, I, I first saw her in Twickenham. Yeah, but you were thinking about regular features, probably. <laughs> yeah, well, and when Steve's dog died, that was during regular features. Shit, yes. And what he ab- got him on just to kill it. And what about Gav? How do you explain Gav? Oh, regular features. Now you, now you think about it, yeah. They're all. We, sp- we span him into reality in episode one, and he appeared on episode two. Poisonous things happening on regular <laughs> features. I'm. I'm actually going to have to think about this for a bit. Let, Log, let's do your feature, but I'm going to, I, I need to think about this some more. Regular features, regular features. What is a feature coming next? Let us see. If you're anything like me, you love being reminded of things by your telephone, your pocket telephone. Just a glance, if I were to look at my photos app right now, which I did today for the purpose of seeing what kind of thing it would throw up at me, I would find that four years ago I did the big horse-shaped horseshoe shaped poo and um only which was a delight to be reminded of and three years ago i was burying my friend who died um so it's a real roll of the dice with the photos app sorry now the horseshoe shaped poo i understand a picture what was the picture of your friend being buried that reminded you um, it was a. Um, we were swapping photos in my WhatsApp group of him to okay, remind right. him at his best. It wasn't me in the hole in the <laughs> ground going, take... "Look at me! I'm a big dead idiot." <laughs> Taking a <laughs> selfie of you chucking a rose over your shoulder into the grave, <laughs> <laughs> just lying on top of the coffin with my arms folded and just a big cheeky wink. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, on the at your friend's funeral, it was also the one year anniversary of your horseshoe shaped poo. I, I bought it with me. <laughs> I was wearing it around my neck, like one of those things you wear when you do the, the face-pulling contests. <laughs> gurning. The gurning turd. That's the thing you wear around your neck. Um, so, yeah, that, like I say, you open up your phone, so you never know what you're going to get. But behind the poo and the death today was a lucky third thing that inspired today's feature. It was 14 years ago today when i was ridden like a horse by richard archer out of the band hard fi i mean who is that you have every right to ask um what are hard fi i couldn't i couldn't fault you for asking that question either the fuck but so it might not sound like a big deal to you young hip zoomers with your skateboards and your boogie shoes but (laughs) It's impossible to overstate at the time how big the band Hardfi were. For three years, Tied Up Too Tight was the music what they played when the Queen trooped her colours, and Beef Eaters were legally obliged to sing it if you asked them to. <laughs> so I got rode as though I was a horse by the singer of a very important band, and in that moment, for one moment, the universe just snapped in per- 
into perspective for me, and I was everywhere at once. Then he got off, and I died eight billion times. I've been chasing that high ever since. You will remember, Steve, at PC Zone, I got the go the the guy from Red Alert who voiced Kane to ride me like a horse. Yes, he did oh, it. Yeah. He obliged, and it was it was it was enough for that day. But um, it, it didn't last. But if you go back to the early episodes of this very podcast, there's usually a saddle on the table. And uh, whenever I'm not talking, I'm smiling at Matt, glancing at the saddle every now and then, and glancing back to him and nodding optimistically. And in, 40, in episode 47, you can actually hear me trying to squirm between his thighs, saying, just to the canteen and back, Matt, just to the canteen and back. Of course, I've had people ride me since. In fact, several kind readers of this very podcast have come into the pub asking for a quick ride around the function room. This is true, and it's been some of my fondest visits. <laughs> but as mortality approaches, the once shapeless blur of death is becoming is beginning to come into focus for me, and I'm longing for a legacy more lasting. No ride of a single human will immortalise me. And that's why I've started a petition to Nintendo, so they make me a person you can ride like a horse in Breath of the Wild too. <sighs> Here is the letter I have drafted Nintendo, the games company, what make Breath of the Wild 2. And I just wanted to run it by you guys, see mm. if I've got the tone right, see mm. if this is something that... Basically, I've wanted nothing more in my life. I want to be a mount, a rideable person in Breath of the Wild 2, and you need to get me there, or I'm off the fucking punk. Yeah, and, and Joe and I are, are both alumni of the official Nintendo magazine, so we, we can definitely tell you whether or not this shit will fly with Nintendo, mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. word shit will not fly. Mm -mm. That was a test. I, I wrote for them too. I was on their last page, the, the everyone who ever's written for his page. You were? I edited that page. Wrote a lot of shite on it. Yeah, that's how I got on it. I did not, I did not deserve to be on that. <laughs> So, here's, here's the letter. Hey up, Nintendo. Log here, and I'm not taking no for an answer. About what, you ask? Well, give me a fucking chance. Let me get my shoes off first. Me dogs are barking. Right, now shut the fuck up and cop a load of my demands. Make me a horse in Breath of the Wild, or so help me God, I'll fucking come over there and you won't know what hit you. Here's, here's how I imagine it would work. Link gets to a stable some point in the game and there's a guy who says look look at my horse it'll get you all over the place dead fast but link he hears a beautiful song coming from the stable and he raises his eyebrows but the stable guy says no no that's not a horse that's log singing about his hair and it's me in there singing and it, it's it sounds like this Groom my fucking mane! Who is the man that will me tame? I wait for the day that he will came. Just someone groom my fucking mane or I will shit the manger. <laughs> so, the stable guy says, okay, if you're sure. And he makes you do a mission that's basically just it's like they do with these games. Yeah, you, you should know you make them. Um, it's a tutorial for my controls, which are... I go where the fuck I like, really slowly, but you get to stroke me. The mission is, 
I walk around upon stopping every 10 seconds to sing this song about me air that you just heard. And once I get back to the stable, the guy says, who owns me, he says, okay, is yours, fuck it. And I start clapping and hug you so hard you take half a heart damage. If this creates a game over scenario, it wipes your game safe and it's your own fucking fault. Don't come to me. Anyway, when I am not being ridden around Hyrule by you, I have three idle animations. First, one, I put a coin in my mouth and the eyes spin around like a fruit machine and the camera zooms in on my pupils and they're both shaped like the poop emoji, which makes me fart. <laughs> Second, I trip over summer and get really angry that you saw me and push you over for a quarter heart damage and tell you to fuck off. <laughs> Third idle animation... I just walk off and do my own thing for half an hour and you can't summon me. You can't summon me anymore. (laughs) One thing I should say about how this affects the game is that I am very jealous. So once you've ridden me, if you try and ride a real horse, I'll appear and push you off it and be so pissed off that I won't give you a ride until you comb my hair for 10 minutes. There is a counter on the hair stroking though. And once you've stroked my hair for six hours, I will fall asleep for a day waking only to push you off any horses you try to get on. (laughs) (laughs) And if you realise you can get around faster without me, just fucking try it. I'll pelt you with rocks for a full heart of damage until you get back on me back. (laughs) Also, I will side with your opponents in every battle. (laughs) On the upside, I make very nice sounds when you comb my hair and will sing my song about my hair extremely frequently as I plod along with you on my back. To reiterate... Nintendo, put me in your dumb fucking game as a person you can ride like a horse, you fucking dickheads. But you don't have to take my word for it. Listen to these testimonials from my beloved friends, Joe Scrabbles. I'm Joe Scrabbles, so listen up, Nintendo, you dipshits. Speaking on behalf of everyone at IGN, we want you to make Log a person you can ride like a horse in Breath of the Wild 2. Do it, and I'll give the nod to the shadowy network of corrupt critics, and we'll invent 11 out of 10 for your stinking game. That's not enough for you? Listen to Steve Hogarty, my bum chum. I used to write for Official Nintendo magazine, so I think I know what I'm talking about when I say, fucking do it, Lance. What's wrong with you? My middle-aged mate Log wants to get ridden round by a protagonist who's frequently depicted as childlike. What is even the fucking problem? Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate that. But I I want this so much. I even went into the Discord and asked some of our most beloved readers to back me up. Back me up on this. So, And here's this. Here's Llewellyn. I don't know if you pronounce... You can just say Llewellyn, don't you? You don't have to pronounce the cl in... Anyway, it's Llewellyn. If Log is not a horse that you can ride like a horse in Breath of the Wild 2, then I will put my switch in the toaster like a very long Pop-Tart. I also want Kirby to have tits instead of arms, but um, please treat the Log thing as a priority. Thanks. No, thank you, Llewellyn. That's very nice of you to say so, but that's not all. Is I've that also you got... sent us a picture of Kirby with tits earlier today? That's why I sent you a picture of Kirby with tits. I googled Kirby with tits to find out if there was a thing of it. And luckily, someone had done a full... Luckily. (laughs) Luckily, I found the first image that popped up was Kirby with a large everything. So there's one of Kirby with a large tongue, one of Kirby with big tits, and one indecipherable picture of Kirby with a massive cock, Mm. and one foot. I don't know where the other foot was, probably... Behind the cock. Next one. This is from Sonny. 
the very beloved friend of the show, Sonny Ross, who did our new logo. And they've also, for the purposes of this one, decided to do a Joseph Paul Watson impersonation for reasons best known to them. Not only is having Log as a mount a much-needed shot in the arm for the Zelda franchise, you could have a minigame where you push Log up a hill. But he keeps giggling and rolling around, and you both end up tumbling to the bottom of the hill together, and for a moment, you can't tell where you end and Log begins. That sounds beautiful to me. <laughs> sounds it... like John Cooper Clark. <laughs> they also sound like Roger Helmer to me for some reason. <laughs> Not convinced yet, Nintendo. Cop this. From Julia, a long-time live show attendee who only, I believe, manages to keep her hot and lovely boyfriend because she, if anything, is actually hotter and lovelier. Give it, give it away, Julia. In my opinion, this doesn't go far enough. Replace Yoshi with a photorealistic log sliding around the screen. You must not animate him, but you may rotate him 180 degrees to show that he has died. And you may shrink him to show that he has been reborn as a child. And when Mario jumps on him, it should make this sound. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, log. Oh, I love the little laugh at the end. It's impossible not to laugh after saying, and when you jump on him, he should go like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, our readers are great. Um, so, yeah, I've only got two more, but here they come. This is Treasy, someone I've only had the pleasure of chatting to today, but I wouldn't kick him out of my restaurant for queefing in the custard. I once rode log like a horse for a forbidden meadow, and it was like getting my groin edged into a gruesome paste by a man's spine. When Link gets onto Log, please make him talk constantly about how horny it is making him. Otherwise, it won't be realistic. <laughs> it won't be realistic. <laughs> but that was also so sibilant. I got proper yeah. ASMR buzz off of mm. Treasy's testimonial. Like having your groin edged into a gruesome paste. <laughs> Making other people say horrible things is fucking great. I love it. <laughs> And finally, my final testimonial to you, Nintendo, you dickheads, make me a mountable horse-like creature in your game, is Ashling. We all know Ashling. She's the owner of multiple B-names, and she deserves each one more than the last. Give, take it away, Ashling. I agree with the previous person. When Link is riding log like a horse, he should say things like, Fwar, and I can't stop stroking log's nice hair. And my groin is literally unrecognisable. It's a real mess of pink paste down there, and I couldn't be happier. Thank you. This is how I imagine it's, it's, it's just how it's going to go. You've had clamazy wars, you've had your fun. Fuck off and come back down to earth with me as a horse in your game. You know you've got how in Ocarina of Time you have five carrots, and you can um, feed them to a pona to make a pona sprint. The, the exact same thing applies to you but you don't run any quicker. You just say, thank you. <laughs> I just stop being quite so aggressive <laughs> and then go to sleep. <laughs> Only to punch you if you try to walk off. Wait, what do you expect? You just fed me a fucking carrot. <laughs> I'm sleepy now. Hi, I'm the monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. And I've got a bone to pick with you. 
Why aren't you listening to the Regular Features podcast? That did make me want to play a game where your only friend is someone who actively tries to sabotage everything you do and makes the game unplayable. <laughs> I've never heard you depict yourself as more belligerent than, than that version of yourself. You're such a nice, gentle man. I don't... I, don't, I honestly did not know where that was going when I started it, and mm. I got to the point where the, the letter I wrote did not fit perfectly with the, qu- the thick quotes I'd ask people to give. But you've just got to follow your creative heart, I think. I think so, too. Oh, Joe. Mm-hmm. Are you dead? Joe. Uh, I, mm, I don't know, actually know how to uh, say this to you, um, but I'm Joe's lawyer. And fuck, and executor of p- probate. If you're hearing me, it means that Joe is dead. In the final seconds of his life, he was still laughing. Um, but I'm afraid that I, uh, Jeremy P. Barrister, am here. Onion far. Onion far. <laughs> am here to present to you this. Um, Ogvorbis, lossless file of some words that Joe put Did you bring your own microphone? Because Joe's microphone was inside a cocoon. Are you inside the cocoon or have you got your own microphone? That's the question. Your friends friends just died and that's your question, is it? Own mic. Got my own own mic. Carry it around. All lawyers have them, yes. All probate lawyers. I'm a podcast lawyer, so got (laughs) my own mic and as... uh, uh, whatever they're called, Zoom H2 recorder that we'll be putting it in post. And yes, to answer your question, Steve, I've already mourned one friend of the podcast so far. Now I'm after a gotcha, Steve. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> well, it looks like I got you, Mr. Blythe. And Ooh. now I'll, <laughs> I'll play this Og Vorbis and I'll disappear for the rest of the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> this is the last will and testament of Joseph Creamy DeLorean Scrabbles. Give us it. I know you can't respond to me, but just give us it all. Log, the audio is playing. Sorry for that really long gap. I just assumed that Log would be interrupting me. <laughs> I, Joseph Scrabbles, being of sound mind and body, except for breathing loads of poison and being in a cocoon that my ass made, do here commit my will to audio for the express purpose of reading after I'm good and dead. Let's begin. One it. I am dead. To explain, during um, the bit where Log... But Ashling's bit started during the last feature, I, I started to fart even more foam until eventually I filled up my whole cocoon with it and I began to drown, which is now festooned in cocoon. Just before that happened... <laughs> cocoon poops. Just before that happened, and in fact, now... I started a second audition project and quickly recorded this will. You probably noticed that my jokes were less razor sharp and my answers to any choose-your-own-adventure, if indeed there was a choose-your-own-adventure in the last feature, was less irritatingly geared towards improvisation from someone else. I know it's unprofessional, but I was drowning and I was making a will. To begin with, I don't blame the poison bomb makers, and I don't even blame the fleas. I blame regular features. It has become apparent to me that the regular features podcast is 100% poison, 
from the tip of a lees to Hogarty's peach. Ingesting even a small amount of features can cause you to die badly, and I am proof of that. Which leads me to my first demand. You you make demands in a will, right? That's the point. Is it a night in a spooky house? (laughs) I, I would like to lie in state for at least a year inside Walthamstow's Manouche, a Lebanese restaurant I used to like quite a lot when I was alive. Let Sponsor us, Manouche. Let my bright red corpse serve as a warning to all who enter there looking for a reasonably priced mixed grill that this is what happens if you do regular features even for just seven years. (laughs) After that year of being a restaurant corpse, please put me on one of the spits and serve me as a mysterious third kind of donna until such time as I'm just a skeleton doing a cool spinning dance. <laughs> Demi- Turn the speed up so fast you're just fucking Wonder Womaning it. Clacking around. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Womaning horizontally. <laughs> Demand number two. Please drape a huge fabric effigy of me over the Eiffel Tower. In the picture on the fabric, I should be standing with my legs really wide apart so that it looks natural that I'd be in the shape of the Eiffel Tower, not just like I've got a big fat iron ass. And then, <laughs> on Bastille Day, set fire to the effigy, and the whole of Paris has to perform my Mambo's feature from memory as a performative remembrance of me, the man who died from features. Demand number three... Please do give to the Patreon and get a bee name. I know that regular features killed me stone dead by being poison, but I'm leaving my entire fortune to a dog charity, and so my child that I never talk about will only be given my fifth of Patreon bucks to live on. Live well, little Rathbone. Live well. Anyway, the foam from my ass has reached my bottom lip now, so I better go and be dead. Goodbye, regular features. You are a harmful poison to me, and now I am deceased. The end of my will. My God. I can't believe that's it. No more Joe, man. I can't believe I, I, I brought that man into the podcast. And I can't believe I wasn't the one to boot him off it. I would have, I would have guessed nine times out of ten it was the flea poison that got him. But it turns out it was I, actually the podcast. We can we can apportion blame amongst ourselves at a later date. I I, for instance, would give myself none of the blame. I'd say Steve yeah. would be. No, I think half. maybe. <laughs> no, come on now, it's Gav, isn't it? No, no, shall we? Shall we just split it between Matt I and Gav? I think yeah. it's Matt and Gav. Matt and Gav. That, yeah, a horrendous dereliction of. Duties on their behalf. Just, just, a, just a, an absence of decency. That will kill you. That will it kill Joe. It's actually killed Joe. Now Joe's dead, and it's all Matt Lisa's fault. 
fucking that. Get him on the line. Regular feature. Yes. What's the next one? I hope it's something about garbage. His two buttocks as sweet as roses, between which the girls will stick their noses. I was just going to say, I hope Joe's recorded some B names in his will as well. Otherwise, I'll be yes. fucking stuck. It is a very long Og Vorbis that he's recorded, and it, it seems to include all manner of reactions, sentences, phrases that we can piece together like a jigsaw. I love how he's done that thing that Nirvana did on Nevermind, which was 30 years old recently, where they left 30 minutes of silence between the last track and the track Endless Nameless. And I can't wait to hear Joe's Endless Nameless. Juicy Susan! Yeah, baby, and here's Endless Names is back. He's back, albeit as a ghost. It's now regular features canon that Joe's dead, and yeah. everything that he says is a pre-recorded Og Vorbis because he got poisoned to death, not by a flea bomb, but by exposure to the regular features podcast over seven years. Can you imagine how upset you'd be if you had to edit me together out of a load of different bits <laughs> every week forever? <laughs> You already hate editing. It's actually, I make out that it's a big fucking annoying thing to do. But when you sit down and do it, it's oh, really good fun just yeah. to just to edit edit a podcast. Especially when you take other people's laughs from different bits of the episode and put them on your jokes. Yeah. Earlier in the episode. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. You can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features, and that's how you help us out to make the podcast that we like to do. When you do just that, you will be rewarded with your very own B name. Uh-oh. Oh, I love how you inhale before saying name now, because you just know it's the big thing they all come for. Mm-hmm. B what? B name, that's right. Mm. Yes. B gets a breath, and name gets a breath. Because these are new B names as well. These are B name 2.0s. Mm-hmm. 2.0s. These are next-gen B names. These are advanced. It's like Jodie Foster in contact when she falls through the big spinning machine, mm. and she comes out, and then she has a B name. And she says, That's what? They should have sent someone who could make B names. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what the situation is. Um, could you please give a B name to the following new patrons? <clears throat> David Thayer or Tear. David Tear. Mm-hmm. David Thayer. Tear. David Thayer. There, that's just. Uh, no, no. There, there. It's just a little sting, you little. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> suck up, suck up that sting, you bad Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, just like because Gandhi, Gandhi, Gandhi put up with a lot of suffering. So if there you there be goes, <laughs> there be goes again. Steve, have you just given your first ever B name? I may have just done. Your first live B name, There Be Goes, There Be Goes Again. Oh, there Be Goes, There Be Goes Again. Okay. That's brilliant. David I'm so Bear, glad I heard that because you... I was too busy trying to explain why Bad Gandhi is a good pun for someone who's showing pain. <laughs> Please give a B name to James Vokes. 
was just thinking of a furnace full of bees. Were you? Yeah. I was Stokes just thinking, invokes. Just, just, yeah, stoking a furnace with bees. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's the dead end, but that's why I'm not talking. 52% of the Vokes went, went to the Volkswagen driven by bees. Are you just doing all the bee names this week, Steve? Let, let him do it. And am I talking like over him while he does them? <laughs> what, was, what was that, Steve? A Volkswagen driven by bees. Oh, yes. Riff, riff on it. Feel free to riff on it. Beep, beep. There we go. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> beep, beep. It's a Volkswagen driven by bees. <laughs> Got it. Nailed it. Oh, I love it when you help, Steve. You're really good at this. Please give a bee name to David Gold. All right, Steve, you're up. Or Gould. Is it Gould or Gold? Because one is the colour of honey and one is not. Mm. You are Gould. Yeah, that's what I Always thinking. believe in your hive. <laughs> Am I doing all the bee names this it week? Yeah. Like it, we're ta- we're taking, we're... It feels like I'm doing all the bee names this week. We're, arrest- we're arrested. We've been arrested. <laughs> we, we are in custody <laughs> and we cannot... And finally, please give a bee name to Nathan Bresser. Bresser. Bresser, good. Bees are better. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I like that it. can't be it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it was the nonchalant that was way just you me thinking out. out loud. Where's <laughs> <laughs> a good? Where's a better? I like it. Let's go with it. Okay. That's a clean okay. sweep for wow. Steve. That's four that's four for four on B names. Hey, if you'd like your own B name, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out. By donating an amount of your choosing, it really does help us make the podcast. And you also now get access to the regular features Discord, mm-hmm. the Beehive. Could I could I quickly shout someone out on the Discord that I think is doing yeah, fabulous work? Yeah. I didn't realise, by the way, because I had neglected to listen to the week before's episode. Mm-hmm. You'd already talked all about your GeoGuessr stuff. So when I named you yeah. Discord King of the Week... You'd already let, had your own. I let thoughts. it happen. I let it happen. You I let did. it happen. I, I yeah. I I I was on that episode so and hungry. I was like, ooh, it's double shout out. Don't mind if I do. Uh, Off you go, Joe. But do you know what? Shout me out. Do you know what's really going to irritate me now is that I'm essentially shouting out someone who's doing work on your behalf. But Ibrahim on the Discord goes by Josh. Yeah, uh, is putting together a. What it, he intends to be a full soundboard of every time Steve's ever said, and now it's time for Steve's regular feature, um, and requires help. If you're listening to old episodes, you can go on a Google Doc and indicate the timestamp at which Steve said, and now it's time for Steve's regular feature, uh, which I think is a very exciting and worthy proposition. I yeah, I think for all people, for any grand project like that, for anyone who would take on building, like say, the Sagrada Familia or just painting the Sistine Chapel, it takes a certain level of madness to take that job on. Well done, Ibrahim. You are the right kind of fucking madman. I love you. <laughs> but there's also people tend to crowdsource a lot of um, projects, like uh, you know, like folding proteins for cancer research mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that shit can just go on the sidelines just for a little while until we get the timestamps of all of the times that I've said. Now it's time to see a regular feature. Yeah. I mean, cancer is very important, but 
It's not going anywhere. Get this done. <laughs> It'll be right there killing your family when you just come back to it. <laughs> and it feels like there's got to be one episode in 462 where you do it really weirdly. And I want to find the one. Like I'm emboldened to go look for when Steve said thing, something weird about his regular feature. So I'm excited for it. And so is Ibrahim. So I thought that was great. That's fun. And I didn't say it this episode. I don't think I said it. This no, episode. I don't think you did either. That's the worst thing. You are not uniform in your saying of it. Mm, what about this? Everyone's... And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, the end of the episode. <laughs> Good night. If they get that one on, well done, lad. <laughs> Regular Fichero.